Welcome back to the 4A Baseball Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are smack dab at the bottom of the National League Central, hopping over to Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Two really nice baseball stadiums with two really god-awful baseball teams. This is going to be a really interesting episode because instead of talking about like the highlights of each team, the players that are there, we have to talk about the players that are going to be there or need to develop. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. I'm, I'm ready to talk about these teams. You know, there's there is hope. There's hope for some, maybe. Stavs, what do you got? I don't know about Cincinnati at, at this point in time. There's not a lot of hope in Cincinnati. You kind of have to wait a, a year or two until that hope does arrive. I think we all are kind of a little higher on Pittsburgh than they performed last season, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, so we're going to kick it off in Cincinnati. We're going to kick it off right on the river. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds were not a good team last year. They finished like their final sell-off. They got like Jesse Winker. They got Nick Castellanos went bye-bye. Tyler Molly got traded. They traded Luis Castillo to the Mariners. They got a lot of prospects in return. And they managed to go 62-100. and 100. Um, Pretty lackluster season. They're smack dab in the middle of a rebuild. And that's the exact type of team they are. Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, in the off season, they lost guys the names like Mike Miner, Ursidas Aquino, uh, Art Warren, Jeff Hoffman, and they DFA'd Mike Mustakis. Thank God the Mike Mustakis era in Cincinnati is over. Um Ursidas Aquino, he headed out to the KBO. Maybe he'll get um he's gonna try and tweak some things out there and, and try and double back probably for another another deal. Uh what do you guys think about the their moves out? Well, I mean, the, the yeah, KBO ahead, is known for like having like more flyy baseballs, like more home runs, smaller base or smaller parks. I feel like Aquino is going to do good over there, uh, and someone will give him money to come back eventually. I, I liked Art Warren. What's up? Yeah, wasn't he supposed to be like this, like really, really good player? Not really. And I mean, like he came he up really hot. Yeah, he, he came, came up, up really hot, and and it, he gained a lot of traction. It was like the Punisher, I think, and he was he was very like, he was the talk of the of uh, he was everyone was talking about him, but he wasn't like regarded as like the super high prospect. He was just this guy that had extreme power, and obviously all of his other uh you know flaws caught up to him. Yeah, um, um, it, I liked Hart Warren when he was on the Reds, obviously. Um, but now he's with the Yankees. I think that's going to be an effective move. Like the Yankees are, the Yankees are good at anything. It's developing like relief pitching right now. Um, and so I feel like he'll be an effective part of their bullpen. But yeah, that's, that's the extent of their offseason moves. Um, on the inwards, they acquired Kevin Newman from Pittsburgh, signed Luke Maley to a one-year deal, Will Myers to a one-year deal, Kirk Sally to a one-year deal, and Chad Pinder to a one-year deal. Uh, Again, like we said, not really a lot of movement. They're kind of in the same boat as Washington, uh, just trying to kind of sign kind of one-year prove-it deals and maybe flip them or something, get something out of them, get some uh, like veteran presence in the locker room. I think their yeah. biggest name there is Will Myers. Yeah, I think you're looking for a bounce back. And, I mean, $7.5 million is, is, a, is a lot of money for uh, Will, I think. I think he has that upside, though. I think you could get some production. You gotta, you gotta feel bad for Ken Newman coming from Pittsburgh to uh, Cincinnati. He hasn't gotten to play for a competitive team yet, and he will not for a little bit. But um, these are all, these are all, you know, as Steph's mentioned, just one-year guys, and it's not like it, it's, it's strategic. I mean, you, it would be better 
than if they didn't do any moves, like we're a team we're going to talk about in next episode, I believe. Um, it's the Rockies. Um, but this this is a team that actually had some movement in the offseason. It's good. Yeah. That's, I mean, not, a, that's not next episode, Tom. What? That's the Rockies not are not for a bit. What do you mean? I'm, no, I'm saying the Rockies are, like, not making moves. Yeah, but you yeah, said but we're not talking episode. about them. We're not talking about them next episode. Oh, shoot. Never mind. Okay. We have, like, four episodes. <laughs> You're good. Anyways, back to the topic of conversation. The Cincinnati Reds. I like the Will Myers acquisition. He's kind of shown, like, he can be good, but he's also shown that he can be awful. Um, he hasn't really been good in three or two seasons now. He wasn't good in 2021 or 2022. Uh, if he can rebound at all, then there's going to be some value in the trade market, but that's really all they're going for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're off season. Not really anything we really needed. And I think that pretty much covers everything. Not much more we need to talk about. Let's get into this uh, rotation. They got Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, um, Graham Ashcraft, Luke Weaver, Luis Sessa, and then two players that are injured, Justin Dunn and Vladimir Gutierrez. Obviously, the one-two is the most important part of this rotation. I feel yeah. like Graham Ashcraft is a bit underrated. I think he's actually pretty good. He's a soft contact guy. Little, I mean, no one's going to talk about him because he doesn't strike anyone out. But he limits walks. Doesn't allow the the um like the the hard contact at least. Um, but he's not like a star. Um. The rest of that, the rest of that rotation is just not not filled with people that are gonna do much other than eat innings. No, I really like the top three in this rotation. I think this is like actually gonna be an exciting part of the Cincinnati Reds. I tuned into Hunter Green's outing today uh, when they played the Athletics in Las Vegas. Obviously, it didn't go great, but then again, it was an elevation, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, Graham Ashcraft does not literally does not strike anyone out. Fifteen percent strikeout rate last year. Uh, 71 strikeouts and 105 innings pitch. But what really intrigues me is that he has the same cutter as Corbin Burns. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good cutter to have. He pairs it with a well above average slider. The one thing that's kind of just like iffy is that there is a 12 mile an hour difference between the two of them. I'd like to see that slider be a little bit harder. Maybe you can sacrifice your you know 127 percent above average movement for a little bit more velocity. Um, I think. He just needs to control the zone a bit better. If you look at his, you look at where he's letting a lot of his pitches go, the changeup he didn't really use at all, and the slider ate a lot of the middle of the plate. And that was kind of reflected in his run values as it had a positive three run value combined with the sinker of positive five. Yeah, for a guy that's that's throwing like 97, you would expect him to be more of a power pitcher, but I, I, he's only like this kind of soft contact, low strikeout. Uh, also low walk rate type of guy. I, I think he, he makes a change. He could be a potential breakout candidate. Yeah, I like him. I think it's also like he does a very effective job at limiting uh, high exit velocities. Just needs to pair it with something else. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's head over to their bullpen now. They got Alexis Diaz, Lucas, Lucas Sims, uh, uh, Reavers, Reavers, San Martin, uh, Buck Farmer, Daniel Norris, Ian Gibbot, uh, Connor Overton, and Fernando Cruz. Sorry, I had no idea how to pronounce Ian's name. Um, I'm not overly enthused about their bullpen. Um, Tom, I beg to defer. I'm just saying there's only okay. one guy that I'm watching, and it's Alexis Diaz. He is he is going to be so good. He already is good, 
he 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 plays baseball, man, and he's he's good at it, man. He's and he looks exactly like Edwin. I mean, obviously they're brothers, but like he pitches the same motion. Is it genetics that they have the same pitching motion? It's weird. It's effective. Um, it is very effective. Everyone should start throwing like Edwin Diaz. Everyone just just watch Edwin Diaz footage and start throwing exactly like. No, I'm just kidding. But he's only I mean, he's 25, a little bit of a late bloomer, but uh, in the league, top one percent expected batting average, top two percent woba. It, it's crazy. Um, he does walk quite a bit of batters, but he does strike out a lot of batters as well. That's a common theme amongst, you know, power relievers. Um, but I, I'm excited. I don't, I don't know how many, how much he's going to like see like competitive baseball wise. Cause he's on the reds, but, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I mean, cause I think Alexis Diaz will not be a part of this rebuild towards the end. There's only, there's only so much time you have with him before you have to get rid of him. I agree. What do you think? Um, I, I just wanted to look at Luke Weaver real quick to see if there was any ounce of value there. But a guy whose best expected ERA was at 352, and that was in 2017. He doesn't record an expected ERA below four. I don't even have to say anything after that. Um, yeah, he almost, the, <laughs> he almost had a whip at two, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, no, and I think the guy that we kind of just skipped over, I'm not exactly sure why, is Hunter Green. Uh, we've mentioned him a couple of times so far this offseason, but he had the, the fantastic stretch at the end of the year last year where he showed his potential. He was a really big strikeout pitcher finishing in the 91st percentile, striking out 31% of batters. That's pretty good. Um, he also lost a lot of games last year. He did have a 499 ERA. Um, I think this is a really big bright spot for them. Is Hunter Green, yeah. Nick Lodolo. Yeah, those those three are definitely their bright spot in the starting rotation. Um I, I mean again, we've all we've talked about Hunter Green a bunch. Uh we talked about how he was not taken in our Cy Young draft. Uh Brad went with Eric Lauer instead. But um he isn't throwing I, I, I definitely <laughs> I definitely think I, I I think their entire um season kind of revolves around hunter green and what he can and can't do yeah That's... there's definitely there's definitely a couple people on this team that that they're relying on but i feel like i feel like hunter green's at the top of that list especially considering he's their starting pitcher one and he has the potential to be one of them in the league um he just he just recently started proving it at the end of the year i think i think he's got the potential but he is not as close as brad thinks i don't th- i don't think he's that as close as you as you I don't know if he's necessarily gonna gonna break out next year, but I think he's definitely moving in that direction. I think it, uh, I think an upward trend is definitely where Hunter Green's going, and I'm excited. I'm excited for the one-two punch of Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, and then if Graham Ashcraft can be any semblance of a good three starter, then it's gonna be it's gonna be a very very good rotation. It's just a matter of when, I would say. Yeah, and yeah, so I with mean, that rotation, you have this god-awful lineup where you have Jake Fraley leading off playing right field. Uh, Jonathan India, who had a huge regression in 2022, playing second base. Joey Votto, DH, probably his final year. Uh, Tyler Stevenson, catcher, first baseman, DH. Uh, he They're trying to transition him off of catcher to have him playing more every day, um, which he's not the biggest fan of, but then again, here we are. Will Myers playing first base, TJ Friedel playing left field, Spencer Steer playing third base, watched him today. I like the swing there. Kevin Newman playing shortstop and Nick Senzel in center field. Ah, this lineup sucks. 
This I, might be. I, I don't. No, 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 no Brad. Don't, don't say it. Even, don't say it. Don't, don't do it, it, Tom. It's bottom no, three in baseball. Not. When you were. No. What team did we just do? When Wait, you were not. crapping all over the Cubs, you look at this lineup and you're like, ah, it's not that bad. In terms of offensive output, yeah. This is a bottom I mean, three it's... in baseball. So the team's bad. Okay, the okay, here we bad. go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Obviously, I'm expecting Jonathan India to have some sort of bounce back. Um, That's fair. You also look at Joey Votto, who had one of the best seasons of his career in 2021 out of nowhere, and that wasn't the juice ball year. So that's a little bit less of a phenomenon, yes, you know. No, 2021. Like not slight, Yeah, they they had three baseballs that year. They're, they're, they're you no, know, you know, you know, it's okay, it's okay. But they're they're less juice than 2019. It's not a fluke. They're gonna keep those balls. Uh, they're gonna keep those um the juice balls. So, I I I really think that that not only Jonathan India and Joey Votto bounce back, but also Tyler Stevenson was amazing before I got injured. And I feel like everyone's just forgetting what Tyler Stevenson enjoyer. We've gone over this several times. He's gonna be good on the offensive side and the defensive side, by the way. Um, Will Myers if he can have some sort of bounce back. But the thing is. I am only you can you can rely on these guys, but the the floor on this team is not a bottom three in the league offensively. Defensively, they're awful. They're all really bad. Um, but the the offensive output might not be as bad as you guys are giving them credit for. They're still going to be horrible, but bottom th- they could be bottom three. Actually, I'm just thinking about it. Lately. But, but 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 I I'm I like going against you, Stevs. That's um, ter- <laughs> that's a that's just a terrible take. That is. Terror. That's. I don't think it's gonna that be that is up bad. there I, with Christian Vasquez being a top ten catcher. Well. It's okay? gonna age very well. No, it's not. Yep. It's just I, not. Look, there's a lot. There's upside in this lineup. It's there good, is it could, it could be good. There's upside in maybe three players, <laughs> maybe three players in this lineup. Yeah, they're pretty bad. No, the the depth yeah. is awful. The depth is what what's yes. gonna hurt them. No we, yeah, we haven't even talked about their bench. Their bench is Kurt Casali, Luke Luke Maley, Chad Pinder, and Stuart Fairchild. That's fair. His name is Stuart. That's fair. Child, nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's not a good it's not a good team. It's it's not. They are. I mean, if you're a Cincinnati fan, you are gonna watch for Spencer Steer. Wait for Ellie De La Cruz to come up. Uh, who else do they got? Uh, what is this? Noel Noel V Marte. Um, I mean, that's really that's that's what you gotta wait for. You gotta wait for those guys to come up and develop. Because Joey Votto, like Brad said, this is probably gonna be his last year. He's saying all sorts of stuff what did he say he said <laughs> the he aliens said, will uh, come the, yes the and he's gonna be the right reds, the reds the reds are gonna go like 16 and 12 and two. uh to start the 12 and 2 start the season then the aliens are gonna come down season's mm-hmm. gonna get suspended and then they'll like the start back up and he's gonna win the okay you got it Brad. all right so mlb posted on twitter drop your boldest nl central prediction joey Votto. Minded, like former MVP winner, probably a Hall of Famer, responds. Extraterrestrials arrive on Earth April fifteenth. The twelve and two Reds and the rest of the planet learn from, communicate with, and befriend our alien friends. This process takes five months. Play resumes in October. The the Reds sweep the playoffs and are World Series champs. Side note: the aliens ask if I would like to accompany them on their ship back to their planet. I oblige, ever to be seen again. You see, everybody's just having fun out there, man. This like, is no, this is this is not a hot take. I feel like this is something that can. I mean, we talk about hot takes on this channel. I feel like this is a cold take. This is very likely to happen. You know, you gotta, not, I don't think that's how cold takes work. <laughs> no, this is a very good take. 
Very good. So freezing cold I like takes is like you saying the Giants were going to win the division last year and then oh, going 81 and 81. Very bad oh. analogy because, okay. Go ahead, so, so again, I mean, even, even Joey, Joey Votto is just have, trying to have fun out there at this point. So he's going to, he's, this will be his last season. He's going to become, he's going to retire, become a TikTok star. That's, that's his retirement plan. Jonathan India needs to have some sort of a bounce back to have any sort of like, because he was atrocious last year ever having a pretty decent rookie season. Uh, so he needs to have a bounce back. I agree with Tom's point. I think Tyler Stevenson is probably a little underrated at this point. Uh, if Will Myers can have any semblance of a bounce back, that would be great. I don't think he will. Uh, outside of that, I don't really like a lot of this team. Like Nick Senzel was supposed to be someone that was really good, and he's just league average. Like, I just I don't I don't like this team. Like I I like them better than the Nationals, but that's because I am very critical of the Nationals because I am a Nats fan, and our pitching staff is very young and not as good as these three pitching staff wise. But I think I think the Nats lineup is better than the Reds lineup. Does yeah, that make sense? Um, Does it make sense? Yeah. Don't look at me like that, Tom. Hold on. No. That, what are you gonna say? I I I don't know, man. The Nats lineup is pretty. Uh, I mean, they're they're both comparable to each other in the sense that they're both really. I bad, but... disagree with that. Anyway, okay. So, Cincinnati has the second highest offensive oriented ballpark factor. Like it's Colorado extreme, and then Cincinnati is number two. And this offense is still going to suck. That's more of a testament to how bad no. this team is. Like, I look at this team, and I'm going to go to a 1998 Stavs metric, OPS. I could reasonably see that no player on this team has an OPS over 800. I could, it's reasonably foreseeable that this would happen. I, I think. I agree best, with that. Yeah, you could get maybe Votto, and if India has a back or a, a bounce back year, that'd be a at best is one of those two. That's those are your best shots. And if Ellie De La Cruz comes in and plays well, I could yeah. I could see that. Well, we've been hinting at him a lot because Ellie I'm Cruz, high on Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah, he is their number one prospect last year in A plus and Double A ball. He had forty eight home runs, fifty seven stolen bases, and over seventy extra base hits. That's not horrible. Uh, he's probably like a mid-season call-up in all honesty. Uh, he's got a nearly sub-four home to first, like zoom, zoom, he quick. Uh, but he does strike out a lot. So, um, I was watching who was it? Giraffe Neck Mark, and he was doing like his hot takes, um, and whether he buy or sell them, um, and was Ella De La Cruz is gonna break Red's camp and uh be like show out through and become rookie of the year basically do you guys buy or sell that i can see him like flaming out i don't think he'll break camp i don't think he'll break camp but i could see him when he does come up play well i mean the stats in high a and double a's it's it's very impressive i mean i don't know if catchers are just bad up there i mean down there but there's just so many more stolen bases in the minor leagues having 47 they've had the rules They've had the yeah, yeah these had rules the, the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, twenty eight home runs, forty seven stolen base. That's a thirty thirty home. Th- that's a thirty thirty threat. That might be a forty forty threat. I mean, this is this is a lot of potential here. I don't know what the defensive side of him looks like, but um, he's got tools to be a star. And I mean, 
uh, and a team like the Reds that kind of don't have many people and they, they have spots to fill. I mean, you got Kevin Newman at shortstop. Would you rather give Kevin Newman a chance or Ellie De La Cruz, the, the, the potential star? I think, I, mean, I, think, I, yeah, I think he's, I think I don't he think, has to be a mid-season I don't call. think he, I don't think he's going to break camp though. That's my big thing. I don't think he'll break camp from out of spring training. Yeah. Not yeah. out of spring training, but he will definitely, like Brad mentioned, he'll be a mid-season call up. Yeah, and other than that, they have Spencer Steer, who's due this year. He's part of the Tyler Miley trade in the middle of last season. He's got a well-rounded hit tool was on display today. I suggest the thing about spring training is the games may be really boring and inconsequential, but it's your opportunity to go see a couple prospects. Uh, and I think Spencer Steer is just a fun guy you get to go see. Uh, and I'd like to move into our predictions if you guys are ready for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have the Cincinnati Reds going a whopping 52 and 110. What the? This team is what? horrible. This team is horrible. I, so. Does he know? The only reason I have them going where I have them going is because I think Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, and, uh, and, uh, what is his name? Graham, Graham Ashcraft. Ashcraft are going to, are, are going to produce and play well and keep them higher than that i think brad Tom has them going like 70 and freaking brad is this the difference that losing mike moustakas makes <laughs> it, it's 10 more losses it's the thing about it, you're losses? not gonna they you know how there's like the safety of they don't have to play this they play the central more they play bad teams well that's gone they got to play the al east they got to play the al west they got to play the nl west because i want to i want to i want to see where tom had them after you but okay. can i just go yeah, with go my ahead. mvp Cy Young <laughs> breakout <laughs> and most important yep Nick Lodolo. Okay. What? Okay. Brad, this is such a cold, bad, bad steps take. Okay, Nick Lodolo for Cy Young. That's fair. Breakout, fair. MVP, fair. They've got no one. They've got literally no one. Like, Nick Lodolo was a fantastic college pitcher. He showed a ton of signs of life last year. He had a ridiculous strikeout per nine for a rookie. All of his pitches are, like, well above average in terms of horizontal movement. And if anything the Reds can do, they can develop pitching. Uh, and I think he's their next guy that's going to be a guy guy, uh, especially with a lefty that's like his comparison is Chris Sale. And we saw what Chris Sale could be. Yeah. Tom, where where are you at with them? Because I'm, I still don't know who I want my MVP to be. So my unbiased record, um, I got him, I got him at uh, 100 and I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> it's 61 and 101. They're still going to be bad. I'm a little, I'm not biased. Now, their team MVP is Tyler Stevenson. I love Tyler <laughs> Stevenson. You're not biased. <laughs> um, the most important player, it has to be Jonathan India. I feel like you're really relying on a comeback season from this guy. There's a couple of players that you're you're looking at, though. Obviously, Hunter Green being another guy that's very important to this team. But I think Jonathan India is that, that thump bat that was once there that is no longer there. Cy Young, Aledmus Diaz. Wait. Alexis Diaz, there's so many. Uh, yeah, that's that's another that's, that was another player. Alexis Diaz, Cy Young for this team. Uh, he's just gonna be lights out in the bullpen. It's not gonna mean anything, you know. The announcer gonna be like Alexis Diaz coming in down 17 runs, and it's it, but he's just gonna he's gonna be balling out. It's a um, breakout player is gonna be Tyler Stevenson because he's gonna break out, and he's gonna be Tyler Stevenson. Okay, says. So my MVP Cy Young and most important I have is Hunter Green. Um, what are you, what are you making that face? <laughs> Um, breakout. I have Elliot De La Cruz. Um, standings have them going being last in the central, going fifty eight and one hundred four. 
I think honestly, Tom is their ceiling and Brad is their floor. I don't even think I'm their floor. I think, I think their floor is Brad. I, I Brad is what their is floor. what's hold on. Brad, major league baseball teams aren't made to lose like they once did. You know, like the, the Mets when they first got in the league, they were meant to lose. They were meant the Orioles they were lost, to suck. The Orioles lost 115 games five years ago. I gotta see that roster. Hold on. What what year was it? It was the 2018. You could look at the Orioles or the in, Tigers. They both lost that many games that year. In the modern era, so I'm gonna say since 2000, the Tigers have the worst record. Yeah, going 43 and 119. They had Zach Britton, Dilly, Dylan Bundy, Kevin Gossman, Michael Givens, Darren O'Day, Chris Davis, Manny Machado. Jace Peterson, Jonathan Scope, Jonathan VR, Trey Mancini. Is this the Royals team that lost that many games? Or is it 2019? That's oh, wild. 20, they had... 2018 was 47 and 115. Yeah. For the Orioles. Yeah. 2019 Tigers was 47 and 114. How do you lose that many games with these guys? I mean, there's like, yeah, this is so it's team. reasonable to see the Reds going 52 and 110. The 2020 Tigers went 19 and 41. Uh, Did I say Tigers? I'm not Pirates. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, the volatility is low. I honestly, I think it's. I think Brad is reasonable. I would say 50 wins would be their floor. Where'd you have 52? Yeah. I would say 50. I'm gonna go 50, and their high is where did Tom 10 or 61? 61, I'd say 62 would be their floor or ceiling. Yes, when your ceiling is a hundred losses. Oh yeah. Um yeah, this team is just not very good. That that's our conclusion for this one. <laughs> Tom Tom at the beginning of the episode. And I mean his team's not not terrible. Well, we're gonna talk no, about another no, team it's that's not bad. that terrible in the Pirates. Brad, you wanna start us on that one? You mean you just transitioned as flawlessly? That was so flawless. The The Pirates made a couple of good offseason moves. There's a lot of things to be excited for on this team. I think, I mean, we only, they only lost, they lost one player and it was Kevin Newman. That's a huge loss for them, obviously, going to the Reds. Well, they lost other um, players. They just didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. They, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, the only like name that we know is that uh, they acquired G Man Choi uh, from the Rays. They signed Carlos Santana, who is very underrated at this point. I think he's going to be very good. They signed Vince Velasquez, who they made a hype video for. <laughs> they made an actual hype video for Vinny Velo, baby. Um, they acquired Connor Joe, who I think has a lot of upside from the Rockies. Uh, and then you got Andrew Austin Hedges, uh, one year, five million. And then you got Andrew McCutcheon in his uh, probably last season or one of his last seasons. Uh, you never so know. He said, he's, he literally said, I came here. He, I think he said, like, I came here to win, not to retire. And I'm like, why did you go to? Pittsburgh. I mean, you could have gone to the, like the Braves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like that. That's why. But you didn't go there to win. You like Pittsburgh, higher the the Pittsburgh. It's they're not a terrible team, and we're gonna talk about that. But they're not gonna beat anyone else in the Central outside of the Reds. Very low bar. Yeah, I mean, the, their previous season went sixty-two and one hundred, tying with the Reds for last place in uh in the NL Central. Um, but there were some bright spots last season. Obviously, Cabrian Hayes led all third base and outs above average, was one of the best defenders in baseball, if not the best, got snubbed probably. 
Uh, and you got the the prodigy and O'Neill Cruz getting called up, you know, breaking records with the exit velocity and former Dodger diamonds. Former Dodger, as, as Steps mentions. Um, we don't have to talk about. <laughs> um, there are some bright spots in this. Lineup, also, Trey Trey was drafted by the Pirates. No Padres. Really? No, Padres. he was drafted by the Pirates. He was. Stas. Anyways, um, you had like a slightly late breakout of Mitch Keller. Um, there, there's, a, there are some bright spots in this lineup, and I think that we'll talk about them in a little bit. Um, I think this is another team that has potential for a lot of uh, breakouts, just in this next season. Um, so just going into the rotation, got Mitch Keller at the number one position. Uh, Rowanzi Contreras, who will have a breakout season this season, I, I, I'm convinced. Rich Hill, who's in his 65th season in the league. Um, Vince Velasquez, he's gonna eat innings, and then JT Britt Baker. I. It's not bad. It's it's a very it, it's a it's a decent rotation. This is something to be more excited about for Pirates fans than in in previous seasons. Brad, what do you think? I don't think a lot about the Pirates. Um, this is really the only time they'll ever cross my mind, unless O'Neill Cruz breaks the Velo record again, uh, the exit Velo record. Their pitching rotation. I really like Mitch Keller. Uh, if you haven't checked out our Twitter page, you should do that. I do updates on Mitch Keller whenever he has outings. Um, he didn't throw good the other day though. Um, Dick Mountain. He's on his 14th MLB franchise. Uh, Vinny Velo. Everyone takes a gamble on him, and this time it's the Pirates' turn. It's better than they've had in the past. That's what I say. It is. It is getting better. I mean, I I definitely think. Well, we talked about it, I think, before the episode. This is their best lineup since 2018, I want to say, when they sold the first time. Yeah. Um. Um. I mean, I definitely I, – I like the rotation. It's their best they've had in a while. Um. I don't think it's anything crazy. I don't think it's out of this world. But I think it's going to – it's a pretty decent, like, top-to-bottom rotation. It's probably a bunch of – what do you guys – like, three and four guys um yeah i think so, there's yeah there's some upside there's there's upside um in the top, in the open, in the very top. they got david bednar robert stevenson will crow uh Dwayne underwood jr jarlin garcia chase de jong uh yeri de los santos and jose hernandez this team's a trade deadline team they're gonna be like i think this will be like a fairly solid team coming out of the gates but, like, you'll have some crafty veterans and Rich Hill, Vince Velasquez. Maybe if they want to deal like Will Crow or David Bednar, if there's any value there. It, some people could call it the trade deadline and be like, hey, what do you want for this? Because I think I think Rich Hill is going to get dealt if he even makes it to the trade deadline there. Maybe Vince Velasquez, someone will call. But it, it's a trade deadline team. Definitely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like the 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 star power doesn't come in the rotation of the bullpen. It comes in the lineup. I feel like I feel like this team one through seven is not bad. They are very they are they are impressed. They've impressed me in the offseason that the fact that they've built this lineup in one offseason. You got O'Neill Cruz leading off, obviously power bat, very good. You got Brian Reynolds who will have a bounce back season. Um, Stavis? Uh, no. Um, so Brian Reynolds obviously, um, had a bit of a down season last year, but even in that down season managed to be one of the best center fielders in baseball. So he will come back next year and be even better. Um, batting third, you got Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, you just got to hope he stays healthy for a whole season. Uh, and then batting fourth, you got Carlos Santana, very good cleanup hitter. Batting fifth, you got G-Man Choi, another, uh, you know, four spot batter that's batting the five hole. 
And then batting six is Cabrian Hayes, who I think will have an offensive breakout. It's just a mechanical adjustment, like we've mentioned in the past. He's got a launch angle problem. Batting seventh, you got Jack Swinski, who hit three home runs off my Giants in one game. I hate this guy. Um, and then batting eighth, you got Rodolfo Castro. And then batting ninth, you got Austin Hedges. Um, the depth is not that good. Um, on the bench, you got Kevin Ploiecki, uh, G1 Bay, and Connor Joe, and then Cal Mitchell. Um, the, the the depth is not there, but the, the lineup does have some star power, and it honestly has some power power. Like, there there is a serious home run threat in this lineup. Honestly, this um, one through seven is not horrible. You give it, like, a solid pitching rotation, like an actual pitching rotation with a half. If you give – okay, give me the Pirates lineup with the Reds rotation and bullpen, and this team has the ceiling of a wild card team. I agree. With I that. agree. I agree. And I, I think that at this point, these teams are so bad and they've been bad for a little bit. They should just combine, become one. The Cincinnati um, Pirates. Sorry, Stas, go ahead. <laughs> I know you thought um, that was funny. <laughs> would they be like the, I, the, I, the Pittsburgh Reds, but their logo is yellow? Yes, yes. They're confused. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly like, uh, I like Rodolfo Castro too. I think he's just, got a couple of things he needs to iron out um and then austin hedges isn't that good um and i think i definitely think connor joe could maybe take over for adolfo castro um and if anyone gets hurt um i definitely think he has he has the potential to get into this lineup at some point um they went out they did they got him um in a puzzling move by the rockies um they went out pirates went out and snagged him so i definitely think he can be a helpful contributor to this lineup at some point um again and like we've talked about we all love cabrian hayes uh, we just need that offensive breakout and i think most of us can see it coming uh, o'neill cruz is going to be lights out um kind of that star-studded player that you want for your team and then brian reynolds is probably going to get traded by the deadline if pittsburgh is still sucking yeah, they're going to suck for a while. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. I just wanted to say that. Um, I think, honestly, it's not horrible. There's like, there's a there's a formula here for 75 wins. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. It's possible. I think this one gets one of the more higher volatility ratings for me. I think it could go very badly. I think you could have a very bad season cruise. You saw, obviously, last year struggle with the breaking pitch. Um, and you could get a down season or a very good season for Brian Reynolds, but he just doesn't want to stay, and you'd have to trade him there. There's a lot of things that could go wrong in this lineup, um, but there's a lot of things that could go right, a lot of a lot of breakouts that could potentially happen. So I think they have a ceiling very high, and not not very high, but like a potential like 75, 76 win team ceiling. Mm-hmm. Do you, are we in agreement on that? Yeah, but it's like it's like a really good 76. Like that would be good for them, 76 wins. Yeah. Um, uh, says go ahead. Do you want to get into a, their their main prospect? I would um, love yes. to. I like it's this. Guy. I Red, really Red like Andy him. Rodriguez. I really like Andy Rodriguez. And there's also another point I'd like to say with him is I think they're going to trade Henry Davis. You remember their first overall pick from 2021? Yeah, he was a guy who was projected to go at the end of the first round or the end of the top ten of the first round. Um. And he was a guy that was cheaper than slot value, which is why they took him. Um, I think Andy, Rodri- or Andy Rodriguez will be in the major leagues this year, probably on opening day, in all honesty. If they're smart, they'll do that. But it's the Pirates, so here we are. Um, 
Henry Davis could get shipped in the Brian Reynolds trade for a team that could really use a catching prospect. I can see that. I think that would get a really good haul. You could get a pitcher in return. Um, and Rodriguez, anyways, to the point why I like him. Switching and catcher. Does it sound familiar? Adley Rushman. Hello. Uh, in 2022, his worst WRC plus was 151, and that was in double A. That's 51% above average. Um, he had a 208 in his six game sample size in triple A. Um, he was consistently over 10% walk rate, consistently under a 20% strikeout rate, and Zip's projection to put up a 3.3 F4 season as a rookie. Like, a 750 OPS, like, that's not horrible for a rookie catcher. Uh, I think I'm sold on this guy. I think Brad has pitched very well. Uh, Andrew Rodriguez, not, nah, but, I mean, is he, is he, he's up in camp, right? Yeah. Um. Has he, has he doing, do you know how he's doing in spring training? I'm pulling um, that up right now. While you're talking about that, what are we feeling about Priester too? Do you think he'll probably be a mid-season call-up? He'll definitely he definitely be helpful to that rotation. Um, he lost that a little bit of value. Um, Andy Rodriguez, just sorry to cut you off, uh, 1,000 OPS through eight at-bats in spring training so far. Okay. Uh, again, he's pretty so, good. I, I mean, I definitely think this is a guy that we're probably going to be keeping an eye on, uh, maybe a potential rookie breakout candidate. Um, I, I, and I think I, I definitely agree if he comes up and performs at the high level that Brad thinks he's going to perform at, I definitely think they'll move Henry Davis. Um, it's just a matter of if they can capitalize on Henry Davis value, um, which so far, honestly, their, their front office, the past couple seasons hasn't been terrible. Um, they need to stop trading pitchers to the Rays in exchange for lackluster players like G-Man Choi. But, I mean, if they don't trade Henry Davis to the Rays, I think they're in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, some, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people in the system, I think. Um, I mean, in Tamar Johnson, I'm excited about that guy. Obviously, he's brand new to the system. So it's going to be a couple of years before he gets called up. He's, like, literally our age. So he's, he's, it's going to be a while before he gets called up to the pros. Um, but there, there is a future to be excited for. And it's not just this, this – assembled lineup right now it is the future that we're looking towards too and i think if they can build a semi-decent team around this this core that's coming up i think you have a playoff contender just not this season yeah so i just wanted to go back to quinn Priester. you had asked about him uh he's kind of projected to be like a middle of the rotation guy for the pirates uh mm -hmm. four to five on a contender uh okay. and i was reading more about Andrew rodriguez because it was right there so i was like might as well um he's posted 185 195 pop times pretty consistently i got ability to push the ball to the opposite field while keeping his hands inside to pull fastballs which is a really good thing on the major league level if you guys didn't know that um so yes quinn priester maybe this year but probably 2024 mm -hmm. um but and rodriguez 2023 for president are you guys ready Brad, to why, why are you just really quick just really quick why is Andy Rodriguez listed far lower than a lot of these other guys? Because he's only done it for, like, he had a huge breakout in 2022. Yeah. And I don't what do mean like, at... where Do you mean, like, far lower is, like, in the total top 100 or? No, like, in, in, in the in the um pirate system. I mean, Henry Davis is listed as number one. Uh, I well, feel like. Are you looking at their 23 list? One moment. Because uh, he's two. He's behind Termar Johnson. Oh yeah, Andy. Andy made a little bit of a jump. 
Uh, sorry, when I loaded up the roster, it, it auto filled me in on two. Okay, so I have um, I look at Fangraphs prospect stuff. Um, okay. Tamar Johnson's their one, Andy is their two, Henry Davis is their three, and I agree with Tamar Johnson should have been the number one pick last year. Um, but the Orioles also made a very smart decision in Jackson Holiday. He also has ridiculously high upside, so there was no going wrong there. Uh, Andy Rodriguez just needs people don't know him. That's the thing. No one knows about any yeah, yeah. like Stabs Tom. I don't know if you did. Like before, I said his name. Did you guys know who Andy Rodriguez was? I mean, I knew a no. little bit, but I didn't no, know I as did. much as you had said. Yeah, yeah. Like, I knew he was a big name in the Pirates organization. That's about it. I guess yeah. one more question before we uh, before we go on. Um, does this guy primarily actually play catcher in his yes. in his starts? Because he, he he looks. In his picture to have the build of more of a second base outfielder. He does uh-huh. like it has him listed as catcher second base outfield on MLB. Yeah. Uh but, he's it's like a smaller body type. So we're I think your model to see how he ages is seeing how Alejandro Kirk's body holds up this year in all honesty. He's not as pudgy as him, but it's like the shorter compactor frame. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm ready to get into my hot take predictions. I'm just kidding, they're not that hot. Don't worry. All right, uh the Pittsburgh Pirates. Will be seventy three and eighty nine next season. I have them on the on that higher end of the upside list uh, with their team MVP being Brian Reynolds before he gets traded probably. Um, their most important player being O'Neill Cruz. Obviously was good last year, but uh, you're kind of hoping that he becomes the star that everyone's hyping him up to be. Their Cy Young's gonna be Mitch Keller, although you could argue Rancy Contreras. Um, and then their breakout player, we all talk about him, Cabrian Hayes should have that offensive breakout where he learns how to hit line drives instead of ground balls because he hits a lot of ground balls. Um, I agree with you on three of those awards. For me, at standings, I had them going 67 and 95, um, kind of lower than you. Um, still better than they were last season. Uh, MVP, Brian Reynolds. Cy Young, Mitch Keller. Uh, breakout, Cabrian Hayes. And then most important, I also have is Cabrian Hayes because if this – and he doesn't develop the bat tool along with his glove, then there's definitely a serious issue with his development. Is it his development or the Pittsburgh Pirates? It, his development within the Pittsburgh Pirates. Fair enough. And they did sign. They did sign him to that extension, so he's going to be there for a little bit. Um, yep. I had similar things. I think we're on agreement that their most important players, their their MVP, sorry, is Brian Reynolds. Uh, their Cy Young's Mitch Keller. Their breakout, I bought the Andy Rodriguez Kool-Aid. Um, this guy. And then their most important, I said a combination of Cabrian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz because they need them to be good. Um, either one, ideally, but first of all, would be Cabrian Hayes. Okay, what was your record? Oh, I had them at 71 and 91. Yeah! So I, was on the, I was the lower. I could okay. see them being like a spoiler type team. Like a team that could go into like a, like the Mets in September and take three out of four in a really important series. Yeah, I definitely could see that. This team, this team, if everything hits properly, feels very Orioles-y to me. Like, like I don't you, think the like pitching is any, as upper. Like, at, as high at, I agree with that, but like if if like Andy Rodriguez comes up and if he can like perform at a high level, he'll be like an Adley Rushman type catalyst to kind of push them to win a couple extra games. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, 
there's a significantly lower odds compared to the Orioles, but I, I, I do see where you're coming from. There's a lot of offensive upside. I just don't see the pitching, you know, being at the I same definitely, level. I agree with that. I was thinking more offensively. Um, for their floor, I said their record from last year of 62 and 100. I think that's just about right. That I don't think you can do much worse. Than I, yeah, I don't think they could do worse. I think they added too, too many pieces to be worse than that. And we mentioned they kind of already have a high volatility. Um, and we also mentioned, like, they could reasonably win 76 or so games. Like, yeah. it would yeah. take a bit of a hot streak, but it's foreseeable. Like, it would take a good stretch of games. And I, in all honesty, I'm going to retract my previous statement, go right against it, and say, I'd say a more consistent team throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just a little bit worried about the pitching. It's very hard to win without pitching. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have like that standout guy, it's gonna be hard to you know win more than seventy games. But if they have at least one or two guys that stands out, it's it's it might be a seventy five win season for them. They have Vince Velasquez. He has a whole montage. Like, and Rich Hill had a montage. Every, every signing they had had a hype video. Had a montage. I mean, that's just proof that they're gonna be good. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, Tom. If they do when team, we trade them. If your team doesn't do it, then <laughs> your team is worse than the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I think that's true for two of the three of our favorite teams. Um, so thank you all for listening to another part of our previews, predictions, and projections for 2023. Honestly, I was nervous coming into this episode because the Reds suck and the Pirates are weird, but I enjoyed that conversation. If you want to interact with us at all, all social medias will be in the link below. We will have the Cardinals and Brewers out in our next episode. Another really interesting episode considering how they've been over the past couple of seasons. We'll see you all next time on the 4A Baseball Podcast. Peace.